You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. I'm Josh. I'm Seal. Let's talk about The Crystal Calls. Ah, the penultimate episode of this fine series. We've mm-hmm. we've made it. We're in the home stretch now. Yes. And uh I'm getting sad that it's starting it's almost over to wind down. Uh but a lot a lot happens. And in fact, mm. so much has happened and we well, I know I did personally go ahead and uh before we recorded our episodes last session, which would have been uh seven and eight. Seven and eight. I had already watched nine and ten. So had I. Yeah. But I made a very fatal mistake and I now must oh, apologize. No. I talked about Agra and her sacrifice. Oh, you did, didn't you? As being part of episode eight. And it, it was is not. not. It is it's how of, it's episode nine. How episode nine. Yeah, I thought something opens. didn't something didn't set right with that. Mm. And but and, I didn't say anything. And yet you said nothing. No. You allowed me to wallow in my I, I, wrongness. I plead attention deficit <laughs> disorder and um, no worries. It's what you get with me. No so. worries. These things happen. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's a testament to how well the story has been woven together. And it doesn't really some it doesn't really feel like each episode I mean it is standalone. But it's woven together so well mm-hmm. that it's, I've I have found it difficult to ascertain where one stops and where begin one begins. Yeah, because there's so much overlap and so they're woven together so tightly that it does feel like one big. I mean, it plays like a ten hour movie. Yeah, and really, all of that was just a lame attempt to you know cover my tracks. Did you almost <laughs> had it, and then you just and, had, did, and then you it, blew it, and I did it. I shot myself in the foot. Yeah. I really did. People were starting to buy it and (laughs) doubtful. Yeah. Doubtful. Um, (sighs) But let's talk about that sacrifice. Um, Yeah. So basically, you know what I found most interesting and inspiring, if you will, about that entire segment is the respect that Agra commands without being mean or overbearing Mm -hmm. or a a tyrant as we see in the Skeksis. And we certainly see in Saladon. I'm like, Hey, Saladon, look, look, look how Agra's acting. Maybe you should take a page from her book. The Skeksis, they don't, uh, they're, they're, they don't even think to like put a finger on her, lay a hand on her. No, because they know that there's going to be consequences. Uh, They don't come out and say that, but their body language, the fact that they enter, the fact that they allow her to have audience, the fact that they allow her to speak, you can just tell that they are somewhat in awe sure. of her power. And I think that has everything to do with the fact that she is the embodiment of Thra. Right. And they're not from there. Correct. And so that's what I gathered from yeah. that. They, they know deep down that they don't have a claim to any of this. That's right. And they don't belong. And so I wonder deep down in their, like in the sub cockles of their heart, <laughs> do they really, I mean, they, they must know that 
all these things that they're working toward, you know, it's like they're pushing the rock uphill. It's not, it, mm-hmm. it, it, I really, I wonder if they really, I, I think we kind of get a glimpse of that uh, at from time to time where they, they really understand that they're posturing and you know, like when you, someone keeps repeating something and like they do, sure. we are eternal, right? Yeah, we'll they live repeat forever. The lie over and over and over right. again when they clearly know that they're not. Yeah. And it's like, it, have you ever caught someone say that and you're like, okay, well, who are you trying to convince us or yourself? And I really sense that they're trying to convince themselves. But At this point, they're definitely trying to convince themselves. And I think that there is a, there, there is a certain amount of desperation. Mm, definitely. Um, that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit more, but yes, my apologies, Agra, made the ultimate sacrifice uh, in this episode, not the episode eight. And it was interesting because she made a point to tell them, Hey, the one thing you hadn't even figured out yet is the fact that uh, you can't, you basically, you can't use the crystal the way that you've been using it. You, 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 you haven't figured it out yet. If I'm to give, if we are to give our life to this, it has to be done willingly yeah and so she here she comes to give her life uh willingly and i was like oh man you know there's i was like okay i'm I'm not sure exactly what she means by that because all the other gelflings that have and and things that have been had the life sucked out of them and they had their life sucked out of them Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, wait a minute. This doesn't necessarily jive, but th- there's got to well, be something. I think to there's that. a. I think there is an element to them giving over. You go back and watch some of those scenes, mm-hmm. and even the scientist says he's like, you know, just give yourself over to it. And I think in a in a roundabout way, resulting from the sheer terror of what's happening, they just give up. Mm. So it's kind of like a cheapened version. Maybe, you know, that, that, that was my takeaway was they're, they're dealing with this cheapened version of what they're trying to do. And Augur's pointing out that, no, you're really, you don't get it. Possible. But I, I sense that it is, it is one of those lines that we've said many times over. Seems like a throwaway. Seems like a throwaway. I don't feel like it is. I think there's more to it. Sure. And, and in that, yeah, in that scene like that, there are no throwaway lines. Right. Absolutely. There, there it's everything is overt mm. in a, in a confrontational scene like that. Yeah. So, and I think it was important that she was sat making this sacrifice for these three sisters, mm-hmm. you know, and which are finally back together. And I think that's going to, that, that feels very specific to me as well. Um, but the episode ultimately uh, kind of opens with this concept of <laughs> that half of the glaive has been right in front of them the whole time, and nobody knew. <laughs> nobody knew. Well, well, that's not true. That's not true. Madra Argot, she knew. knew. She's like the the glaive. What are you talking about? I got it right here. <laughs> Crank. <laughs> Which is interesting because part of me is like, well, how could she not know? I mean, maybe she just did forget. I mean, I think she did. Yeah. I think she's that old <laughs> that she she's just she just forgot. Yeah, because part of me is like, well, uh, 
you mean you've had this the whole time? The whole time. <laughs> and, and you are just now bringing this to light. But like you said, I think she did really forget. Yeah, I mean, she's been using it as that walking stick for <laughs> who knows right. how long. And yeah, I think she just, she, she's old and she forgot. Yeah. And so I think this is a, a definitely a turning point for Rianne because here he's got, it's half of it. Yeah. And I, I guess I was thinking, and probably they were thinking that they were going to get the whole thing. Yeah. While I, they were there. I think that's what they thought was they were going to get, it was, you know, mm. the whole kitten caboodle. Yeah. And now they've got half of it. And we do with half of it. That's right. But him learning that his father wielded mm-hmm. the dual glaive, I think is very that was important. something. Yeah. Because it, honestly, I've been thinking on this. I look back and Rand just really has been, his personality has been somewhat subdued. Um, he's never been really over the top. No. And uh, just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, he, he wants to go do what's right, but he's been kind of stoic. Uh, at times. Yeah. That, yeah. I think that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. You know, and not, not necessarily what you would expect from someone that would be a hero that would wield this great weapon Mm -hmm. that would bring down this great evil that, uh, yeah, he's not a bigger than life. Right. Personality. But I think that, um, this episode and and we'll get more into it as we get further into our discussion here. I think he really came out of his shell. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll we'll see more of that when we start talking about when when the two halves are united. Yes. One of the other things that really stood out to me is the fact that, again, the hunter must be kept alive at all costs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, um, they're, they're hooking him up. We're going to step back into our discussion Just about Agra. Yeah hooking him up to hooking them both up to the machine simultaneously so that he's getting he's getting he's, the juice he's getting an infusion yeah he's not just drinking it he's that's getting right. like direct mainline infusion of the essence that's right and so when all of this was accomplished and agra seemingly is gone she just yeah. poofs She's out poof. of existence yep. so as all the victims of the machine have done that's right they've so, just gone poof. so i don't believe that she's dead right uh, it just doesn't make sense to me, but well, having seen the movie, right? <laughs> there, there's that tidbit. I mean, right? we know she comes back. We know she comes, but clearly, but the, it was still mystery, shocking. Yeah, it's yeah. still shocking, and it's like, well, okay, they how are they going to dig themselves out of this hole? Yeah, it, that's where I went. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, they got it. They got some some explaining to do. But what I found fascinating about that is that it didn't work. The hunter yeah, was, was still dead. It was a failure. He was still dead. Absolute failure. And then, of course, we see that juxtaposition between the hunter getting the infusion and then the archer getting a rush of energy as well, clearly being the counterpart. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's not forget about Hup. He's still still there. They're nursing him back to health. I'm going to guess that he's going to stay there for a while. He'll come back around in yeah. season two. There has to be a season two. There has to be. Yeah. There has to be. There's still, a little ahead of ourselves, but yeah, there has to there be. Has At to this be. point, yes. There has to be. But the emperor repeated after the hunter did not awaken, after the transfusion mm-hmm. did not work, we cannot die. Yeah. And he kind of like takes a knee 
and he's coughing and he's sputtering and he's wheezing. And he says, I cannot die. Yet again, reinforcement of the fact that they fear death mm-hmm. collectively and individually. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And when they bring the news to the other Skeksis, it's just everyone's distraught. But it's not just because it's the hunter. I think they would feel the same way. Uh, well, again, he's the strongest, so yeah. maybe that amplifies it. But right. I still Definitely think amplifies. basically they would have the same reaction. But it's not a reaction of it's that individual that is gone and left us. Our friend is now gone. Yeah, it's no, like they don't what care. it represents. And even that's even an exclamation point is put on this uh, idea is that they're like, okay, well, we, what, what do we do? You know, it's like, wait a minute, there's no right. Yeah. We don't even have a ceremony. Yeah. Because this has never happened. Yeah, this before. doesn't happen. So, and it, and it hasn't, they made reference to, it hasn't happened since the beginning or, yeah. or I don't know. I don't remember the exact term that they use, but this has never happened before. We have never lost one of us. It's been a thousand years. They're, yeah. uh, they're trying the equivalent of a year. It's been a thousand years. This has never happened before. And they're just, they're just dumbfounded. Like, I, I don't, I don't do? know what to do. And the emperor says, okay, well, uh, we'll make him live forever. And so they <laughs> string him up like a marionette. <laughs> like a marionette. In the, in, the, in the dining hall there. With the crazy, <laughs> with the crazy makeup. Yeah. And we'll just hang him up there. No, that's not weird. Not or creepy weird in any at all. Way. But that just shows they're just so broken and delusional and just bat quano crazy absolutely yeah absolutely they they don't know how to process they're dealing with something that they can't process so they have this that's their otherwise insane reaction that's right he'll rule with us forever yeah right again trying to cheat death and they think that well if we do this uh if even though he's uh i guess spiritually gone if you will his physical presence will still be here. Well, I think so. it, I think in their minds it sends a message to everyone else. Yeah, that we're all still here. Yeah, that's right. And you better do what we say. That's right. Some of the other scenes in here uh, that really some things that really stood out was we get to we uh, we see uh, Farah Madra Farah. You know, after the go. Well, uh, you know what? Wait, the general. And yeah, we got we got to get into that. Got to get into that because. So yeah, because the emperor he, makes this deal to let all these Gelfling yeah, go. Yeah, he took he accepted Agra's deal. Yeah, and then he turns to the general and says, "Look, oh, you let him, <laughs> you let him get out of here. You let him get into the catacombs, and then just go kill him." That's right. Get get shit of him. Don't let him actually leave here alive. That's right. And so that was the plan. And what do we see? We see Tavra poke the old general mm-hmm. right in the gut. Yep. And I was like, "Oh man, tough." But who shows up before? Ugh. Yeah, this guy. That guy. <laughs> the Chamberlain. I know, and you see that, well, you see the, you know, Taver gets stabbed in the back. You see the blade. Poof, before you, and, and you know, you know who it is. Because they haven't cut to him yet. We haven't seen, that. we haven't seen who's wielding the yeah, knife. Yeah, but you know. But you know. You know who and it then, is. And then, boom, cut to, ah! And oh god, this guy. Yeah. He's just irredeemable. More 
evidence that he is the true. I mean, he's the puppet master. Oh, absolutely. He's pulling everybody's strings. He, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the emperor is doing this stuff with the darkening yeah. and he's all these things and he's cheating, trying to, uh, he's more dinged up than the rest of them because he's taken on all this stuff. But the Chamberlain, he he's the mastermind mm-hmm. behind this. And I still maintain that he's the true villain out of all of the villains because he's, oh, yeah. he's working all angles just for himself. Not, and it, which is weird once I like it comes out of my mouth, <laughs> but because Skeksis do what's best for the, the Skeksis uh, and not the whole necessarily. But they do to a certain extent do for the collective. Agreed. Agreed. But, and I think, but I think not the going, Chamberlain, but not the Chamberlain. I think that's where you're going is not the Chamberlain. He no, is, no. <laughs> he is. The Chamberlain's all about the Chamberlain. That's right. And he didn't care about anybody else. That's right. There's no, he just, as long as he keeps pulling the strings, he's happy. All, as long as he gets back in the emperor's good graces, that's really all yeah. this is about. Right. Right. He so, wants a seat at the table. Yeah. So he's got, what does he have on him? Oh, I got this little vial of essence right here. Oh, did you get, did you get your little scratch? You got you a little owie. That's okay. okay. We can get that fixed for you. Chamberlain's your friend. friend. Yeah, that's right. But the Chamberlain comes into the quote-unquote rescue of the general. Yeah. He says, I'm your friend. Yeah. I got a little bit here. I saved this for myself, but you need it more. And if you're the general, why do you believe this trash bag? I mean, <laughs> obviously, the general is so focused on war. Yeah. And uh, he, he just, you would think you'd be able to see through this. I, honestly, I He's so I myopic that he can't. I guess. If I was a skeptic, I, I think that's I think that's their individual downfalls. Is they're all so myopic that they don't see the big picture. That, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. We understand that Ordon had wielded the dual glaive mm-hmm. and it was broken into the two pieces. Yep. Argot had one, and then the other one was thrown into the crucible. Which, after all the war, the battle. They would throw their weapons into this thing so that they would never have to use them right. ever again. I might ask, how's that working out for you? But, hey, it's it's noble, whatever. Sure. That's cool. Uh, I don't think the thing works as well as they would like it to because wouldn't the implied value of throwing them into this furnace be that they get burned up, but yet it's always full of swords? Right. So either it doesn't burn very well or they're fighting a lot more often than they're letting us on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, come to find out, it doesn't burn very well. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. Um, so he goes in there, pulls out. Sticks his hand in there. Just sticks his hand in there. It's like, hey, it yeah. doesn't burn. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So once they get the two together, then we see all these blue. So basically all the fire and thrall, essentially. Yeah. Blue. Turns into these blue flames. It doesn't burn. And you're able to project uh, through that. Yeah. So that. Well, and the crucible being kind of the hub of that. That's right. And so it's like the nexus point of all this, you know, mass communication. That's right. Voice over Gelfling, yeah. I guess, or voice over fire. Yeah. But I think that's where we see Rian come out of his shell. He has his Braveheart moment. Yes. He, exactly. He went on, he was in full on William Wallace mode. Uh, yeah. And uh, that was the exact impression I got. So you put that against when we saw, what was it, Kylan? 
earlier in Stone on the Wood when Farah and the other uh, the sisters were coming through. He had made mention that he had just come back from try- talking with the Spritons, mm. and they're like, they didn't want to hear what they yeah. had to say. Uh, Farah was like, well, that particular uh, Madra loves the Skeksis about as much as she fears them, which was an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. Again, one of those throwaway lines. Yeah. But I think that was interesting to see, hey, we're some of us are out here trying to get coordinated, you know? Yeah. But not until two halves of the glaive come together and Rianne gives his speech. And they get the same message from the same source at the same time. At the same time, which I think is key. Mm-hmm. And there's an important lesson in there, I think. Uh, when you get secondhand information, right? You, you've, played, you, you've heard of the telephone game, right? Oh, yeah. Where to get, things get handed down yeah. and... And it's like, and it just becomes this warped version of whatever. Exactly. And, and sometimes it's completely not, it has nothing to do with what started. No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, you start with apples and you end up with toasters <laughs> at the end. And That's right. So I don't yeah. even know. I kind of want to hear that story now. How do you go from apples to toasters? Well, I don't know. You just have to have a lot of people. As long as it's an apple strudel that's being toasted in the toaster, I'd be completely fine with it. Well, sure. And then you put the little the apple toaster and then the, the, the little icing. syrup pack. How, okay, this is what I don't understand. Okay, this is what happens in our house when we do toaster strudels. Okay, one of two things happens, uh-huh. and it makes no sense to me. We'll run out of strudels, but have ice pack icing packets left over, or we'll have no icing packets and still have half a box of strudels left. Okay, well, one of you monsters is eating the strudel without the icing, and another one of you is stealing icing and, like, doubling or tripling down. I know. That's what's happening. There's no balance. I I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, Pillsbury, please put at least two additional icing packets in every box of strudels. See, that would solve the problem. Wouldn't it, though? It's like when you buy something, you have to put it together. You're going to have some extra screws. You need extra hardware. Yes, absolutely. Add the extra, give us a little extra hardware. Because I'm going to drop one of those screws and it's going to roll behind something. It's going to roll underneath the refrigerator. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to pull the refrigerator out just to get that screw. No. No, absolutely not. So I may just, you know, it's like running around with a car that has five lug nuts. One, don't ask me why it fell off. It did. It's fine. You can run with four. It's, it's totally fine. It's somewhat safe. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> but did you have anything else to add for this episode? I, I, I don't know, man. After that strudel rant, I, I... <laughs> we're done. All in all, this was a great setup mm-hmm. to the final episode. As this single teardrop falls from my eye, Tear. we're almost our time here is almost done. Not really, though. Not really, though, because we're gonna at some point we're gonna go back. Like mm-hmm. we stated before, we're going to watch the original movie again. Yes. We may bring in a, a an additional voice yes. into the podcast as a special guest to help us break that down and take a walk down memory lane, as it were. Indeed. And then we definitely want to look at that documentary. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun as well. So bonus content ahead. Yeah, that's right. So thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you spending your time with us. And we cannot wait to discuss the final episode of this fine series. We hope that you join us. Mm -hmm. We also hope that you join us in our community. We have a app on 
excuse me, we have a group on this app called the Flick app, and we can talk about all of our podcast or basically anything you want to talk about on that app. And it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. And you can, you can find our podcast on the app actually. That's I went, right. I went and did that today just for did, giggles. Did you? I did. All right. So you can listen to your podcasts on that app and then you can join various groups and talk about them. We have our group and then channels for each of our shows. So please come That's chat right. us up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, make sure you get on the newsletter. You can do that at recap.fm slash newsletter. Until next time, don't forget to resist. resist!